0: I do have a brand new two small jokes before I share. What is a pizza? A pizza is just an utapam that went abroad for higher education. Okay. Who are the lizards? They are those poor crocodiles who forgot to have Orlicks when they were younger. Okay. Okay, lift up your Bible. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning, huh? Holy Spirit, I pray you will speak to us this morning. I pray that you will, when I open my mouth, the word will come and it will touch your people. And Lord, I pray whatever that is not from you will never settle in their brains, in their hearts and minds. Whatever in your heart that comes out of my mouth will take a grip hold of them and it will fulfill what you call them to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, so this morning I'm going to share something very exciting something that God put in my heart, something we are actually going through. We are in the middle of what we are going through. So this is not something uh, preaching, it is more a teaching. So I'm excited to share this. We are in the middle of the journey and sermon is called Before Breakthrough. Before Breakthrough. And I thought about giving you another title, God of Breakthroughs. That's a nice title, isn't it? And God of Wonders. And it's all fantastic. Or breakthrough is your doorstep. The next step would be your breakthrough. These are fancy titles, but I thought I'm not there yet because there are some breakthroughs I myself trusting God for. I'm in the middle of breakthroughs. I have seen breakthroughs, but I have not seen completely the realization of the dream God has put in my heart. So some of the principles I've learned over the years, I'm going to share that as an example. So I think it will be an edification for all of us. Amen. So let's read the book of Habakkuk, chapter two, verse three. Abaguk. By the way, Abaguk is after Genesis and before Revelation. It's interesting, isn't it? Imagine you go to heaven and you meet Peter and in the poly gates and Peter says, hey, welcome. By the way, this is Abaguk. He will take you to your mansion. And Abaguk and you are walking and Abaguk is nudging his hand over you and he says, by the way, did you read my book? And you're like, what the heck, Abaguk? I know Thomas Cook. I know Captain Cook, I know Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, but who is Abaguk? And then you meet Nahum and he's like, whom? So I think it will be so embarrassing for us, go to heaven and you have no clue what the heck Abaguk is. Listen to me, this is the thing, minor prophets carry major truths, all right? So we're going to dig into Abigail chapter 2 verse 3 and it's up in the screen and there's a lot of words I highlighted. It goes like this. The vision is for the future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled if it seems slow in coming. Wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So, I highlighted a few words here. Vision, future, end, fulfilled, slow, wait, surely not be delayed. Why? Because sometimes this is what happens. I have heard this, someone said this. From the mountain of promise to the mountain of fulfillment of the promise, there is a valley of preparation. Kapish. From the mountain of promise to the mountain of fulfillment of the promise, there is a valley of preparation. And many times, let me tell you this, that valley of preparation, can I tell you this? Can I be open, honest with you? Sucks. Why? Because it's not a fun place to be. It's a place where you feel awkward, lonely, bitter, sometimes rejected. But you know what? That's the place even Jesus went through. Every heroes and sheros in the Bible went through. Okay, everyone desires a breakthrough. Am I right or wrong? Yes. If you don't desire a breakthrough, I need to pray for you. How many of you are trusting God for a breakthrough? Yes. It may be a ministry. I wrote down here a dream job, a dream house, a dream girl. Kiranti was dreaming that. he God is Rani. Mm-hmm. Okay, dream man, dream marriage, dream ministry, dream vacation, dream nation to live in. You know, that's why sometimes people when they leave India, they're like, hasta la vista, you know. But I believe God is going to revive this nation in a way that we will be proud Indians. Amen. I believe one day Bollywood will no need to go for a three minute video song to Switzerland to dance in front of someone else's house. That will happen in in Belur itself. It will be so clean. Amen? No one wants to say amen. It's like you're living in a utopian world. Yes, I'm a bit crazy anyway. The dream car, whatever it is. But the reality is different. This is what I wrote down here. What you saw in the spirit is not what you see now. Then what you see now is temporary, not permanent. Make sense? What you saw in the spirit, in your dream... Is not what you're experiencing now, then what you're experiencing now is not permanent, it's just temporary. But many times we are overwhelmed by what we see now. We are overwhelmed by things that's going around, and we say, Oh no, my life sucks. I nobody loves me, everybody hates me. You know, this is so challenging, I'm gonna quit. Winners never quit, and quitters never win. This is the reality. So, look at the life of Joseph. Joseph had a dream. What was the dream? He saw sun, moon, bowing down. Okay? That didn't happen immediately. He has to go through he has to go through a process. And I've been to Egypt. I even ministered there for a month in Egypt with a team, and I had a privilege even baptizing a girl in a Red Sea. And it was beautiful privilege. But I remember one day, this, the tourist guide was explaining, in those wildernesses, they don't have rain. But if they do get rain, they get like torrental rain. It's like gushing waters. So they will draw pits, humongous pits. So it will just rain and the pits will gather the water. So there were a lot of pits there. But the, guide, the tourist guide was saying, that Joseph has to be on the correct pit In a correct time, when there was no water, so that the correct transportation can be arranged for him to go into the destiny that God has for him. Hello? Can you understand this? It's like, we look at the pit, you know, different religion talks about pit. Islam says, oh, pit is, you are in the pit because Allah decided for you. Kismet. Buddhism says, oh, you desire to get out of pit. That's the reason why you are in the pit. Don't desire. The cause of sin is the desire. Humanism says, you can climb the pit. Do it man, you can do it. Hinduism says, you are not in the pit. The pit is in you. Only the Judea Christian worldview says, God so loved the world, he gave his son. He rescued us. That's why First Peter, he says, you are a chosen generation royal priesthood. Isaiah 61 says, you shall be royal priest. It's a It's a declaration. But in 1st Peter, we are the royal priest. Come on. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? So here, God actually arranged for Joseph a free transportation to get to where he needed to go. Sometimes we are in this valley and we are asking the Lord, what the heck I'm doing? I came here, got married to this most beautiful girl on planet earth. Say amen. Amen. and and then we moved to India and we had this dream and everything went south I mean we are already in the south India but more south and I tell you sometimes the dream of God he gives you but it's not because he's just sad he doesn't want to release it but sometimes he's more interested to conquer us than what we can conquer for him Amen and I want to explain to you Four questions I'm going to share. So it's going to be a little bit... So that's why I did all the preaching now. So it's going to be a teaching time now. Four questions that we're going to ask and we're going to try to answer these four questions. So if you're taking notes, take notes. If you're not taking notes, take notes. Okay, four. One. let Let's go ahead. Why God allows delays in breakthroughs? What are the consequences if we snap out of the timing of God? Number three, what happens to us during the time of waiting? Number four, when the breakthrough... Finally happens, how do we celebrate it? So these are the four questions. We're going to highlight it and we're going to talk about it. Number one, why God allows delays in breakthroughs? That's a good question, right? We should ask, why? I have a dream, but I'm not going to fulfill. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., In the year of 1968, he said, I have conquered to the mountaintop. I have seen the promised land. My people will enter into the promised land. I have a dream. Okay? That was 1968. 1920, this is the history of America. Before 1920, a black man can never even vote. Hello? That's America we are talking about. There was segregation. So he was dreaming about it. 2008. I may not agree with the policies Obama made. The first black president was elected in America. Forty years ago, a black man was a slave in the same White House serving. Can, can you imagine this? From a dream to fulfillment. Don't think, oh, you're pro-Obama, nothing like that. I'm just telling, sometimes the dream is there... Fulfillment will take ages, maybe even your generation. That's why God says, before us there is a cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. Amen. Alright, first point. God allows delays because he wants us to be blessed, but more importantly, he doesn't want the blessing to kill us. See, everything we have here, what you see here, it belongs to the missions. We don't own anything. It's on the missions name. The only thing we own is the car that stands outside because somebody gave us that car and said, this is for you to drive. So legally, if I have to transfer my inheritance, that's the only car I have for my son. That belongs to me and my wife, which means it can be given to my son and daughter. Imagine I give the key right now to Isaac. Am I blessing him or am killing him? This is the principle I wrote down here. He is forming the life of Christ in us so that we will create this tenacity and we will never give up. Spirit will come in us. It's important. Sometimes why God doesn't release that thing because he is forming the life of Christ. What is the life of Christ? That Christ will be everything for us. Not Jesus plus pizza will make you happy. Not Jesus plus your entertainment, not Jesus bless nice music, Jesus and Jesus alone Amen come on guys this is the reality, so that's why he wants us to be blessed, that is the desire more than, hello This is, I have to pause here and tell you more than you say, God bless me you know who already desired to bless you his daddy God he's not he's not like stingy Sometimes we squeeze the 10 rupees note so hard that Gandhi's glasses are broken. That's why the new, they have this. Okay, anyway, my wisdom says quiet. Okay, number two. We never do God's work on our own ways. That's why. Sometimes this delays what happens. It's because we can understand, we can never do God's work on our own ways. In other words, we are constantly dependent On Jesus. I wrote down this principle. God took Moses out of Egypt. Then God took Egypt out of Moses. Then finally God took Moses back to Egypt. Because he tried to fix, no? You saw his two Israelites fighting with another Egypt. He thought, oh man, I'm going to fix this. How many of you sometimes you want to fix? And then you know when things went from bad to worst by you fixing it. That's exactly what happens for Moses. So that's why God has to take Moses out of Egypt. Then he has to take Egypt out of Moses. Then can God bring Moses back to Egypt. That's what happens during the time of delays. God is performing the life of Christ in me. Amen. And I tell you, in the last eight, nine years being in India, I look back and I have sometimes like, I feel like, man, what is going on? I wish it would have snapped out. I wish it could have gone. But But I remember, I look back and say, wow, thank you Jesus for producing the life of Christ in me. Not yet there, but I thank you. Amen. I like the principle Joyce Mayer says, I may not be where I need to be, but I thank God where I am here right now. Amen. The number three principle. Okay, Trusting God and obediently do what he has said, even if it doesn't make sense, is an act of worship. Hebrews 10.36 says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do the God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Trust God. Even though the breakthrough doesn't happen, trust God and act obediently. You know, I have recently heard, this is the principle God has been speaking again and again. Obedience is equal to 100% worship. You have to step out in faith. You can't just say, well, I'm going to try it out. No, 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 no. If God has called you to live a life radically, you got to step out and obey God. It doesn't matter. Amen? Right? This principle. You and God are majority. Amen? Isn't it beautiful? Let's do the second question. What are the consequences if we snap out of the timing of God? Because I have done that also. Sometimes I snapped out. I tried to fix things, I try to do it like Lord I'm going to help you, I don't know about you, you look very holy to me but I have said suggestions to God, God why don't you speak to this person, why don't you talk to this person, why don't you convince have you ever made suggestions to God and it went all bad this is what happened here ideas are consequences, every choice we make, this is the thing, every choice we make, does two things either it pleases God or pleases yourself I have written two examples here. Life of Abraham. We call, he's the father of faith. But then what happened? You know the story. His wife told, hey man, I'm not having a baby. Sleep with my caregiver. You know the story. Till now, we are paying the consequences in the Middle East. Till now, as we speak, the moral of the story is not to listen to your wife. That's not the moral of the story. Okay. Some of you are like taking notes and like, what the, that's brother, yes, you spoke to me. No, 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 no. That's not the point. The point is, Kranti. stop laughing, you know. But the, the, the point is this. Sometimes we try to make shortcuts. Sometimes shortcuts can give you a temporary relief, but permanent damage. This is the principle I have learned over the years. You pay now, enjoy later. Or you enjoy now, pay later. You pay now, enjoy later. Or you enjoy now, pay later. The choice is up to us. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 20 says, Before you I have kept life and death. You choose life, you live. You choose death. Sometimes we do that, you know. Number two, self-promotion is a demotion. No one wants to eat an artificially ripe fruit. This is going to be a mango season now in, month, in a month's time. And if you know the artificially ripe mango actually causes pain in your stomach it's not good for you and sometimes we artificially promote ourselves you know so many times we were been given options like why don't you come on this IMTV why don't you do this, why don't you do that promote yourself, people need to know about Papa's house you know what, this is Papa's house if Papa wants to know, to tell, he can do it I'm not going to promote myself Why? Because at the end of the day if I promote myself, if I manipulate to get it, I have to manipulate to keep it. But if God promotes He gets the glory and He will take care of what He has called us. Amen? Guys, I tell you, sometimes we want to promote, we want to do this, we want to hang out, do this stuff but then we miss out the whole point. Nobody you know Jesus, why He is not still coming? Because the bride is not matured yet. No one will marry a child. It's an abomination. God is waiting for the church, the bride to be mature so that the son can come and marry. Amen. It's important. So it's important that we know that we don't need to self-promote. People ask, "Hey, how big is your church? Where are you ministering? Are you on the YouTube? Are you on this? And it's like, you're just a small church. We just gather here. Why don't you, you know, go to Angel TV? You promote yourself. I was like, no. If he does, he gets the glory. He knows. And I'm talking from a ministry perfect because I'm full time on ministry. Maybe for you it's different. Whatever it is, let the Lord promote you. Amen. Let the Lord exalt you. That's why first Peter says, humble yourself in the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due time. Wow. What is the due time? That's the valley of preparation. When the preparation happened, when you exalted, you will not focus on the identity, on the things that you do, but who you are in Christ. Amen. Guys, is it good? Are we learning something? Yes? Okay. Number three. If we take shortcuts, this is what I shared, we end up, we end up, Never mastering life lessons. In other words, we become jack of all trades and master of none. That means we just try to evade the problems. We just say, oh, it's too much. I'm going to take a shortcut. I want to challenge us, guys. Sometimes the process sucks. Sometimes the process is painful. But allow the Holy Spirit to go through that. He's with us. He will help us to win this battle. Amen. When he created us, he already made the end. And then he created us. Amen. Okay, number three, third question. What happens to us during the time of waiting? This is a good question. Why, Lord? Have you ever anybody asked that question? Why me? Anybody? And anybody got the answer? Why not you? Most of the time, God says, you know, our God is the most humorous Papa. Yes? Okay. I wrote down three principles again. Old man is crucified. Okay, that doesn't exclude the women. The man in Hebrew means spirit. Ish. That's what it means. And mankind means there are two different kinds of the spirit one is called male, another one is called female. I am a man, my wife is a man. Oh, I know, brother. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, I'm a man. She's a man. I'm a man, male. She's a man, female. Hello, man means Ish Spirit. Immanuel. L means God. God lives in man, spirit. So this is what old man is crucified. Look at this verse, Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I will live it. This is Paul writing, he wrote 13 letters out of the 26 books. He wrote 13 letters. 3 of the book of New Testament is written by this guy. He writes this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, that's the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the three parts you need to understand. Very important. I've said this before, I'm going to share this again. I'm a spirit. I have a soul, I live in a body. Okay? The humanism says, no, you don't have a spirit, you just have a soul, listen to whatever the soul says, feed your body, that's it. You are a spirit, and there are three kinds of spirit God's spirit, human spirit, devil's spirit. Your spirit is dead until Christ came. Galatians 4.4 Christ came, your spirit came into life. What is a soul? Your mind. You can think. Emotions, you can feel. Willpower, you make decisions. That's your soul. The soul is the center path. What is the flesh? Flesh is what you feel, sketch, all those things, the five senses. Okay, so God says, Paul says through, through the Holy Spirit, I have been crucified. What was he talking about? My spirit is yielded to God's spirit so that my soul is not feeding the flesh. I am fed. I am feeding the flesh what the spirit is feeding. Hello? Are we, are we learning something? So I am being crucified with Christ. What is he saying? I am not crucified with the flesh. That's why people say, you look say, you have a Christian name, but when you open your mouth, it looks like garbage. Hello? We speak tongues, but this that's a different tongue. Why? Because we are not crucified with Christ. We are crucified with flesh. That's why Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ, so it is no longer I will live. Whatever the body wants, I'm not feeding. I'm feeding the body what? That's why in other translation it says, I beat my body until it obeys me. Paul was striking. Hello? Amen? Amen. So Christ in me becomes the hope of glory. Number two point. Our identity is secured. What happens during the time of waiting? Our identity. No need to perform or conform. No need to worry about like where I'm going to place. You know, there is a biggest lie that's startling in the ministry. is like you are measured by how many people come to church. You are measured by how big is your church. You are measured by how big is your position. You are measured by how. Let me tell you, that is never from the heart of the Father. Your identity is not based on what you do, but who you are in Christ. And we know this here. We know this. This is the saddest part of the Christian. We know it here. I know. I'm a child God. I'm a father Abraham. You know, we know this, all this. uh, You know, we know it here. But it's not, you know, Dr. Ravi Zacharias says, the longest distance any man could travel is from here to here. Because it's not yet here. That's why we kind of this orphan spirit trying to perform, trying to do this, trying to conform. Yeah, brother, everybody is doing this. I want to do this. This is vellur style, kangam style, nonsense style, you know. We fall into this nonsense and we fall into this pitfalls. Conform. But the Bible says in Romans 12, do not be conformed, but transform. That means what? I am yielding. Guys, this is the word. One word, if you can remember this before you leave. Yield to the Holy Spirit yield what does that mean it's like you submit your will for the higher purpose it sucks it's not easy you're not going to have any butterflies maybe cockroaches but you will see the king of glory manifested amen that's why I wrote down here no need to perform or conform like Christ in me transforms me what happens the joy of the Lord becomes my strength I wrote down specifically joy why because joy is different from happiness you know I watch my favorite you know, Goundamani, Sendhil, comedy of Tamil. You know, I get elated, or you watch your favorite mamuti or whatever, you get happy about it. But that's not the point. That's happiness happens, but joy is not the absence of problem. Joy is the presence of God in the midst of problem. Amen. So that's why joy comes. Its joy is internal, but is also eternal. Joy is a person, and it's the person called Jesus. Amen. That's why David says he encouraged himself in the Lord. When problem comes, run boldly to the throne of grace. Hebrews 12. Number three, we learn to be excellent host of the Holy Spirit. We learn to be excellent. What happens during the time of waiting? We learn to be the excellent host of the Holy Spirit. That means everything we have is given on a loan by God. So we become good stewards. Wow. So that means my greatest privilege now is to host the presence of God. That means my body, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, you don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So the next time when I look at a girl, lustful thought comes, no way, Jose. Why? Because I am the host of the Holy Spirit. I can't afford to do that. When I want to quit the finances, fudge the books, no way. It's impossible. Why? Because I'm hosting the most important person on planet Earth. Hello? So the more conscious of the Holy Spirit we become, the less sin conscious we will be. Amen? Amen? So the most awareness of the presence of God. Everywhere you go, you are constantly in tuned with the presence of God. You talk to people. You are connecting. Your antennas are up all the time. You are seeking the Lord. You are speaking. You are sharing. You are connecting. And then it becomes in a such a place where we become good stewards. We become the host. How many of you went to visit your relatives, family and you stayed there? Yes. How many of you have bad experiences staying there? Yes, and they ask you to stay again two more days and you feel like, no, brother, I have to go office work. <laughs> Why? Why? Because that host sucks. You know, they don't treat you well. But how many of you went to a place where you don't want to come back? Yes, because they are excellent host. Imagine that in your natural spiritual realm, that you become the host that Christ in you is not tolerating. Oh my, he's going to let me out of the boot on Sunday on a trunk to have a happy Christian time. No. And then you put him back on the boot and close him and say, okay, now I'm going to live my life. No. Every day, Christ in you is excited to walk with you. Amen. Put your hand on your heart and say, in Jesus' name, my body, my mind, my spirit will accommodate Holy Spirit in such a way that he loves to hang out with me and he doesn't tolerate hanging out with me it's important to understand this he doesn't need to be tolerating you know what is tolerating? tolerating means ok, it's done ok, 12 o'clock, 12.30, it's finished, okay, finished. that's tolerating tolerating and embracing are two different things tolerating you put up with that person three years brother, two years bond finished one more year, hallelujah Do I sound like some of your testimonies? (laughs) That's tolerating. You know what is embracing? Man, I love what Christ is doing in my life. Life does not mean all the time happy merry-go-around, but I know the one who saved this world has taken a residence in my heart. Amen? Amen. Last but not the least, fourth question. When the breakthrough finally happens, how do we celebrate it? This is important. Breakthrough never takes the place of God. Amen. When it finally happens, when you finally reach this dream position, dream job, dream ministry, when you finally arrive to this place, you know the dream God put 2009. Guys, that's 10 years ago. 2009, we have a mentor. He's 80 years old. He introduced two things to Spain. Holy Spirit and sweet corn. He introduced two things 45 years ago and I tell you we were there with him and he saw a dream and my wife and me were crying and he saw the dream that Eunice was surrounded by children and they come to know the Lord do we see the fulfillment of the dream very little but once it arrives the dream is not going to be my identity amen no idols see we say we Christians we say no idols brother we don't have any idols all in the streets but you know sometimes our ministry can be idle. Our job can be idle, our car can be idle, our bank balance can be idle. Anything that takes the place of God in your life is an idol, including the stupid phone. Sometimes that's the thing. You know how, what kind of phone we carry? In those days, I remember my mother-in-law gave me five years ago Blackberry. When you carry a BlackBerry, you feel like now if you carry somebody carries a BlackBerry, you need to pray for a healing for that person. It's a different issue we are living in. You know, in those days, and she bought me this BlackBerry, and you carry this, and people are like, "Wow, man!" It's like, you know, there is not even balance in that. (laughs) But I'm carrying a BlackBerry, no signal because it's bought in Spain. I didn't buy even a SIM card. People like BlackBerry, yeah, BlackBerry. Yours is Nokia. No? Let me tell you this. Breakthrough never takes place the place of God. That means no idols. Amen. Number two, this is beautiful. We don't take credit for any breakthroughs in our lives. When we get the victory, we immediately. You know what is humility? Taking all the praises and you say to God, God, they are talking about you. They give it back to you. That's called humility. Amen. All glory goes to Him alone. Now, what is a false humility? When somebody says, the worship was fantastic. Nothing, brother. That's called false humility. Oh, the preaching was good. Nothing, brother. If it is nothing, they would have not, first of all, tell you. Oh, the food you cooked was nothing. If it is nothing, they would not take you seconds. You know our Indian culture, right? If you don't like the food, if somebody offers you, oh, no, I'm already full, brother. Full. So we just now ate, you know. You're a liar to the core. <laughs> You know false. You know what is a true humility? You take all the glory, and you don't keep it. You say, "Daddy, we are talking about you." Christ in me is the hope of glory. Humility is not thinking less about yourself. You're thinking yourself less. Amen. Number three. This is the last one. Beautiful one. We become His story makers. Amen his story. What does that mean? That goes back to the same Colossians, talks about we are seated next to Christ to co-reign with him. His story makers. So what a beautiful thing to co-create with God and see God's dream become a reality. So we become history makers. Mama Ida Scudder was a history maker. And she would share the dream. And today you, most of you, 95% because of the dream only you are here. Amen. Guys, I want to challenge you with this one verse. I read this in the beginning of the service. I want to read this from the Passion Version. Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 2. Listen to this from the Passion Version. As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life Marathon race With passion and determination For the path has been already marked out Before us We took away from the natural realm And we fasten our gaze unto Jesus Who birthed faith within us Who leads us forward into faith's perfection His example is this Look at this Because his heart was focused On the joy of knowing that you Would be his He endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God wow I want to challenge us sometimes when you go through the tunnel the best thing you can do is keep walking keep walking you will see the light you will see the light amen I want to finish off with these four small statements what do we do during the time of before breakthrough. You hear God. You take a step of faith. You obey what God has called you to do. You trust Him. Trust in His promises. And you never give up. You never give up. You never give up. Mama, Darlene Cunningham, the founder of Vyvam, she said this. The moment we give up, we give enemy a loophole to come inside to create a lie that lie becomes a truth and the truth will actually of the enemy will not set you free, will bind you from the destiny. I have seen so many Christians, they snap out so quickly, too early they give up, oh it's not working, It's it's not going well, I don't feel good, oh it's too much let's look at this again hear God obey, take a step of faith you fall down, pick up yourself walk, that's it oh I fell down brother, what to do pick up yourself or ask somebody to pick you up that's why we have community hello amen trust God